So you want to build a house. Welcome to the podcast by Statera Homes. I'm Scott Daly, and I'm here with my co-host, Jackie Kowaleski. Hello. And today we're going to talk about things you need to know when you're walking into a model and you're going to buy a lot and a house together from a builder. Yes, a lot home package. Right. And to, to put that in context, of course, we're going to talk about the idea of shopping for a car. Naturally. Right. Jackie, have you ever purchased a car from a dealership? I have. And what was that experience like for you? Uh, <laughs> it was it was it was fine because I had my parents with me. Right. Because I could not do it myself. Right. And so people think that is like one of the worst. It is. It's intimidating. Right. And you feel like you don't know enough because my knowledge of cars is limited and so I reach out to people that have done it, and those are my parents, and I ask for advice and help because it's, right. uh, it's something I want to get right. Right. So I live just outside of Lewis, Delaware. Love it down here. I've lived here for almost 20 years. Mm. and You're old. I'm old. And so the traffic's a little screwy. And so ac- across Route 1 from where my neighborhood is, there is a 24-hour Walgreens. So... Uh, we shop there a lot because Walgreens, you know, has groceries and stuff like that. Good deals on candy. And at my age, I shouldn't be admitting to candy. But no, that candy aisle is. It's good, it's right? Legendary. Yeah, it's it is. Good. It gets. That's the one to go to. Right. For sure. Um, and they always have these two for specials. And I'm like, I don't really need two packs mm. of Starburst only red. But somehow I walk out with them. Oh, so you're only getting two things of candy. Sure. Right. Right. Anyway, so. The easiest way to get back to my house is to cut through a car dealership, which is right on Route 1. And I, maybe I shouldn't confess to trespassing, but I'm sure they have me on video doing it. Uh, <laughs> and I have purchased vehicles there, so I'm a former customer. Um, I don't know if that gives you rights, but I don't going. know that it does, but it makes me feel better. Well, you admitted to it, so there you go. here we go. Here we go. It's on the Internet. Yep. So the interesting thing is if you do that like late at night, like 10 o'clock at night, there's people walking around the cars, right? And mm-hmm. so they're looking at the stickers. And I mean, like even have like flashlights. What? You know? Yeah. And so I honestly, half of the time I drive through there, I, I, either there's cars that are driving through that are not just cutting through like I am. They're not just trying to to cheat and get home more quickly. They're looking, they're, they're shopping. it out. Right. They're okay. shopping. And the, my theory, I don't know why these people do this, and, and I'm not going to stop and ask, but mm-hmm. the theory is, look, they, they want to buy a car, but they know once they walk into that dealership and they start that process that, that they don't have the confidence or, or don't have the energy or don't have the experience. Uh, so they hate it. People hate buying cars. Everybody buys one, or not everybody, but a lot of people buy one. And it's almost a universally miserable experience. Yes, there's, an, there's anxiety, for sure. Right, and so the funny thing is, is that I think people have a lot of the same feelings when they're walking into a model home by a builder. And I think that's kind of sad. Right. Um, but I don't think it's completely unjustified. I just think it's kind of sad. Right? You wish it were different. I wish it were different because... Okay. Um, like a car, like you even said, like, I don't really know a lot about cars, but you've been driving them for years. Mm-hmm. And so then you say, well, you know, people don't really know a lot about houses. 
Right. Um, and, and honestly, a car is probably more complicated than a house. But the right. way houses are manufactured is, is a lot more complicated because it's done on site, because it's, it's done one at a time. Right. And They're it's hard to gather produced. information on it. I mean, right. where do you even start? You just end up Googling something that sounds Dumb, right, you know? and you don't have to care in a car about the manufacturing process. Right. You're like, okay, I like this. It's the color. It has the options. Game right. over. And so a lot of people think that a house is the same thing, and it probably shouldn't be, even though it is to some people. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is give you all some, some knowledge, some things that you can do before you walk into that model so that's not as anxious uh, right. of an experience. Right. And specifically, when you build new, you can get a lot home package, or you can build on your lot. And this podcast is about a lot home package. Right. And so what we really also want to have you understand is this, is that the National Association of Home Builders says that 46% of people that buy a house, uh, at some point in that process, look at new construction. But new construction only ends up being I don't know, 10 or 15% of the residential United States market. So that means 4 in 10 looked, 1 in 10 bought. Mm -hmm. So those other 3 in 10, where do they go? And I think some of them just looked at the process and said it's too intimidating. Yeah. I don't understand it. Right. I, I talked to some high-pressure salesperson that really put the screws to me to sign a contract or, or whatever. Right. And I think that's just, A, not the way it should be. And, B, I think there's a way to educate yourself to where if you have to go into a situation like that and deal with a builder like that, you can have the tools so that right. that's a successful experience. Because right. I think this is America. We like shiny new things. This is America. We like shiny new things. That's we don't, pretty true. We don't like old. Uh, yeah. And we kind of did our little social experiment, too. So we went on social media and posted, if you thought about building new and haven't, what would make you more comfortable with building new? Right. Um, and we got a lot of great responses. And so a lot of the material or uh, knowledge that we're going to throw at you is based off of w what Right. We were asked. So the internet says this is these are barriers to us purchasing a new home that right. might make us purchase a used home, right. which is not going to be the best setting for the story of my life. But right. it will. I'm not scared to buy it, right. and so I'm going to buy it. But I'd be better in a new house, and so we want you to not be scared. So you you, you live the life that you deserve mm -hmm. in the house that you deserve. Yeah, and we made a little PDF, or I, I'm going to post it as a JPEG. Um, little document that's going to outline what we are talking about. Right. So you can remember and you can just be fully prepared. Not that listening to this podcast is not completely invaluable, if nothing else, just for the sound of Jackie's voice. Yes. Coming soon, a recording of just my voice. Just Jackie. You know, if we put that out there, that's probably going to get me fired from the podcast. We're gonna, people are going to be like, it's about time they admitted We that, want more of Jackie. Right. That daily... Yeah, character. He's so knowledgeable. Dead weight. That's, yeah, <laughs> I'll drop him later. Later. Okay, so let's. We gotta go. Here we go. Here we go. So we're talking about lot of home package. What's yeah. the first thing you gotta understand, Jackie? Uh, your budget. Budget, right? So this is gonna be a little cold and calculating, but you know, if we're talking about something that can cost four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars, um, then we're gonna talk a little about. Right. Money. So a lot of people post it online. I don't want to go over my budget. Money is very important to me. Right. So one of the first things you should do is you you say, this is my hard, this is my max budget I want to spend on this little adventure. And then you are going to take something off the top of that, uh, which is called closing costs. Right. 
So, A, fix a max budget. Yes. And just as a little side note, don't lie to the builder about what your budget is. Yeah. You know, you have to pick all the options. They're, they're not going to throw a more expensive house at you that you don't pick. You know, we're, we're going to get to it, but one of the, the processes of picking the options, and they just don't start throwing options into your house that you don't want. Meaning, right. So that the price of the house is not going any higher than you want it to go. Well, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Right. Because they are the most knowledgeable about what the company or what the builder can do for you, and then you're lying to them. So it's. Right. I understand you want to try and protect yourself and go in there with a leg up on the right. salesperson, but it, it actually kind of does that. Right, and it's not negotiable. So that here's one of the key differences with cars versus with new homes is that you know, that, that manufactured price, the sticker price on the car, well, nobody pays that. And so then it's this game of how much lower than sticker to, to where I feel comfortable buying, not whether I got an actual good deal, right. but it really just has to do with how I feel about it. Well, the builder, the builder is not really going to have flexibility on yeah, the price. This is it. That's right. And it, the person you're talking to who's in the model on that, you know, Thursday afternoon, I promise you they have zero power. Yeah. Uh, and depending on the market, you might be able to negotiate, but the real estate market's strong right now. You're going to have a hard time negotiating. So, um, you know, if you came out here in 2010 in the middle of the crash, you wanted to negotiate with a builder, yeah, they might talk, they might listen. But builders, th- it doesn't exist. So you're asking them to build it. If you ask them to build right. it for less than it costs to build, they're just going to say no. Right. And we've talked about incentives in, in right. another podcast. Right. So know your budget. Yes. And be honest with the builder about your budget because they're not going to turn around. Right. And mark this up you know there's no aftermarket you know when, mm-hmm. I, when I was a kid you go to the car dealership and they 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 add you know some kind of rust proofing and all these other things just to try to stick you for money like that doesn't happen in new construction the price is the price okay. so all right so know your budget right but um, your budget you know it don't get a false budget right. so you have your budget you're going to ask about closing costs right and so what you want to do that one of the first questions while you know the builder's going to try to show you the house but I would say before you start looking at the house and you fall in love with it let's start talking about the dollars yeah. Ask the sales rep about the closing costs. If you're working with a realtor, ask the realtor, hey, what are my closing costs going to be? They're going to be very different for every builder because they all treat the closing costs differently. So right. you're in that model. Ask. What are the closing costs? Right. Ask. Uh, the, every neighborhood is going to have different uh, HOA fees that are, are going to be a part of the closing costs. So ask. So that's yeah. all we're saying about that because there's too much variation right. in what they could be. But we're saying ask the closing costs before you know anything about the kitchen. Right. And we're saying that because you have your max budget. Well, the closing cost you're going to pay, it, that's it. That's it's it. a cost you are going to incur right. if you go with wherever you're going. Right. So you ask, uh, get the total, and then take that off of your max budget. And that is your operating budget that you have. That's right. Okay. So say you've, well, just hypothetically, we've decided on a neighborhood. And you've gotten your closing costs. You take it off the top of your max budget. And now you're looking at a lot. Right. And so here's the assumption. The assumption is this, because this is how most people shop. You've already been on that builder's website. You know their base pricing and you know the models they offer. And you wouldn't go to that neighborhood if you didn't think there was a floor plan that they offered that might fit your needs. Sure. So let's assume that you think, hey, there's a floor plan that's in the ballpark of what I like, what I want. So when I go there, before I start to dive into the, the nitty-gritty details of what the house is going to look like, I've figured out, I've lopped off the budget what it's going to cost me to buy it, my transaction cost. Now I'm going to lop off the budget of what it costs to put it where I want it. Right. And what that is, is there are a lot of premiums in every neighborhood. 
And that says that one lot, if it backs up to water or woods or something like that, is more expensive than one that backs up to the street or mm -hmm. to another house. Sure. And this is just a fundamental fact of real estate. It's a fundamental fact of new construction, and it, it impacts the value of the house for as long as the house is there, meaning a right. house with a view off the back or the view off the front or for whatever reason is a superior location in that neighborhood is going to sell for more money. So that's the second question I would ask is, where are the home sites that are available? Let's go look at those and let's find one I like and let's find out what the lot premium is. And now we're going to take that yep. off of our yes. budget. Yep. Right? Okay. And so then what? Then you come to the thing that you might spend the most on. Right. And this is the most expensive thing. And this is kind of where everybody starts. Right. When but, I say might, I mean right. you are. But the problem is you're going to fall in love with some of these things that go into these houses. And if you haven't already taken out your lot premium, if there is one, your closing costs, which are guaranteed, mm -hmm. you're going to blow your budget. Yes. And then you're going to be upset. And it's no fun to be like, okay, I priced out the house I want. No, I got to shave off $15,000 right. <laughs> or 50 yeah, or I'd whatever. <laughs> like I love this house. I can't afford it. So yeah, be realistic. Spare your, spare yourself the letdown and yes. say, Hey, look, I'm going to price out. I know what I can spend. All right. So we've got our operating budget. And as of now, we're going into options, right? Uh, first thing for, for options, rank your stuff. That's what we're saying. Yeah. That's what so we're calling it. Just, Know that there's there's things that are you have to have, there's things that you want to have, and there's things that would be nice to have. Yes. And so let us we're gonna give you a little hint. What is the hint? What where do you spend your money first on options, Jackie? Structural. Structural options, right? Can't put a basement in a house after it's built if it yes. doesn't have one. Can't put a second floor on a house after it's built. Um, so can put in new tile. Can right, cosmetic repaint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say, you know, think. that's something that you sort of want to think about right. is, uh, my structural options probably need to come first. Second needs to become sort of other big ticket items. You know, it's, let's say the kitchen isn't exactly how you want. It is going to be much cheaper to take the base kitchen and the price of whatever it is to get the kitchen, how you want it now than it is going to be to take the base kitchen and five years from now, rip it all out and get a whole new one. Right. Yes. It is going to be less expensive to upgrade from the refrigerator that they're going to give you to the refrigerator that you want mm -hmm. versus just buying the fridge on your own and saying, I don't want your fridge. I'm going to buy my. It's, it's going to be cheaper. So that's kind of your second tier of options. Your third tier, I would say, are the cosmetic things like mm -hmm. painting. You right. Know, if your builder will give you custom paint, is it a good deal? Yeah. I don't know. Um, and one other thing, exterior options. Right. Exterior options are, and what we mean by that are like decks, sunrooms, porches, paver patios, things like that. Those are going to be easier to add yes. the ends. So Those that's a structural option that you can, if, if you're on a budget, you know, get the right kitchen cabinets, you can build the deck later. Right. So it's a structural option, but it's an exterior one, which means right. we would and rank that a little bit lower. Without a deck, you can still put your your mm -hmm. patio furniture in the yard. Right. It looks a little ghetto, <laughs> but it works, right? And when we say rank your stuff, we mean all of these enticing things that you can sign up for and add line, uh, line items to your total cost. You, you want to go in with a plan and say, what is important to you? What can I kind of deal without? And what, okay, maybe that can go. Because when you price out your home 
and you go over your budget and you need to get rid of some things, it's a lot easier on yourself to have your list already to go. Right. That makes sense. And it's going to be, and you're going to have different lists. If, if it's, there's more than one person involved in the decision-making process, the chances are they're going to have different, you know, what says this is an absolute thing I have to have is the heater in the garage because I like to work on cars. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, right. That might not make everybody's list. Right. So, so you that's want, a little tip. And you want to have that conversation not in front of the sales rep. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it, yeah, I mean, a way that builders have those lists available or you could have some sort of idea, right? You can get, right. you can make that list before you are pricing out a house. It's just the right. fact of the matter that you should know that you need to prioritize. Right. Okay. Um, so we, we went with options and then that kind of brings us into, um, we have a note here, be careful with appliances. Right. So you just, you want to watch out, you know, buying a washer and dryer is not always a good deal from the builder. You might do better buying it from the appliance Wait, store. so you made the fridge comment. Can you explain? So you said it might sometimes be better. Right. It so might not. if it's an included appliance, it might make sense to upgrade it through the builder or okay. just take what the builder has. Okay. Um, because, but if you're adding something like a wine fridge. Okay. Um, or a second fridge that you want to put in your basement, for example, things like that. A lot of times you can find that stuff cheaper. And so there's just a way you, you can save mm-hmm. a little bit of money of washer and dryer. The builder will sell you a washer and dryer, but they're paying the, the margins on appliances are low. So right. the, the, the builder has to mark it up and mm-hmm. it's almost going to be a lot more expensive. And one, so. one note that you had was uh, buying the microwave because of installation. Right. So it, in st- at Statera, we vent the microwaves to the outside. Okay. Uh, assuming the microwave sits over top of your range. What we really should say is we vent the fan hood to the outside. And, and in a lot of cases in the houses we build, the fan hood is, is the bottom of the microwave because mm-hmm. the microwave sitting over top of the stove. So the most, do most builders do that? Vent to the outside? So, yeah, not. No, some builders do. Some builders don't. Right. Uh, but if you're saying, hey, we're going to save money, we're not going to install that vent hood. Um, mm, maybe. Maybe think about doing that yeah. if you want it to vent outside from the builder. Because okay. then you're cutting a hole in your roof, things like that. So, so that would be one thing. You, uh, just go with the builder. Just go with the builder. Okie doke. All right, what do we have? So change orders. Change orders. So this is another thing you just probably want to understand up front is um, you're going to price out and and pick out all these things in the house, and you're going to have a lot of choices with some builders. You're going to have very few choices with other builders. But ultimately, you're going to get in the house. Just about every builder is going to have you do a couple of walkthroughs while the house is under construction. Sure. When you get in that house through one of their scheduled walkthroughs, you might see something that you want to be different. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if you see that, you, which is almost a guarantee, um, the question you want to ask the builder way early on is, hey, what's your change order policy? Right. The right answer from a builder, in my opinion, should be um, we allow changes within reason um, and we'll let you do that. So let's say you want to add a floor outlet mm-hmm. to your house, right? So open floor plans are the thing today. They're, right. they're just about what everybody builds and there's nowhere in the middle of the room to plug something in. Right. So you want an extra floor outlet. And I say extra because we include a floor outlet. So let's say you either want a floor outlet or you want an extra floor outlet. Right. It okay. makes sense to say, can I add that after the house is under construction? Somebody might say, no. Uh, and you just you have to be aware of that and be aware of that up front because you right. can be severely disappointed because you're you're looking at how things are done 
in the house while it's under construction, you know, a wall in a certain location or uh, some electrical outlets or some lighting doesn't make a lot of sense for how you live. Do you have any flexibility with the builder? Sometimes you don't realize when you're picking it out on paper. Right. It just happens. It's a very different experience. Um, So one thing we said, you know, if those are allowed, maybe put a little bit of money aside for that. Absolutely. Set aside some money in the budget uh, for after. Correct. You've picked out all your options. Yeah. But ask that question earlier on. Early on. Way even before you sign a contract. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, so those are some tips for, I guess, managing your budget. Right. Um, Another question you need to ask in the beginning is about money. Um, So, do you are you going to get money from a lender? Right. So, if you're getting a mortgage, you're buying a lot home package. They're going to require you to get an approve uh, mortgage approval, which is not a pre-approval letter. It Mm -hmm. is a full application, underwritten. Uh, it's a much, a lot more financial disclosure to the mortgage company. So, A, you want to know, do I have any flexibility in the mortgage company? Am I required to use a certain one? And they, some builders will require you to use a certain lender because they will tie uh, incentives to that. Um, that's not necessarily all bad, but you just you want to know that up front. And you want to ask, how long can I lock my rate? So, as interest rates tend to go up and down, you want to know how far out from when the house is going to be done, can I lock my rate so I know exactly what my payment's going to be? Um, but because the way the math works is you're going to give the lender a deposit, which is another question you should ask. That deposit might be a function of the base price. It might be base price plus a percentage of the options. Every builder's different. A lot of builders, you don't have to give them any more money until the house is done. Uh, and so the builders are really going to be picky about the mortgage because they want to know at the end of the process that you have your mortgage approved and you can buy the house because they just built the house that has all of your selections in it. They don't really want it. They want right. to sell it to you. So yeah, you want to have a conversation with a mortgage lender about credit, about uh, debt ratios, things like that. If you don't have any experience in that, it, you know, we have had instances where someone has put a house under contract, got a mortgage approval, and mm. then went out and bought a car. And then they couldn't get for their mortgage and then they couldn't buy the house. And a lot of times when you're not able to go to settlement and the house is complete, you're going to lose your deposit. And that's a substantial amount of money. Yeah. And, you know, this person was like, wow, if I would have known that I could have waited another month to buy the car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And that would not have thrown their debt to income ratio out of where they could qualify for the mortgage. Yeah, I'd say that's. Important to it's understand. Important to understand, uh, especially if you're younger and, and and you're you're new to the real estate business. Is, is you should be able to talk to a mortgage lender that's going to give you that information. Sure. Okay. Uh, last thing, warranty. Warranty. So you're in a long term relationship with your builder. Yep. Right. So it's Deterra. It can be anywhere from six months to even longer until your house is done. A lot of that depends on how long it takes you to pick your options and, and, and set everything up. So you've got that. And that's the relationship what you're th- that you're thinking about. What is longer than that is the, w- the relationship in the warranty period, mm-hmm. which depending uh, in some cases with Statera goes two years, uh, but a structural warranty with Statera can go 10 years. Right. Um, that is a, a, a bigger chunk of the relationship that you want to know about up front. Oh, yeah. Most builders are going to have a limited warranty that you can read. Uh, And I would say if the builder doesn't have a limited warranty that you can read or for whatever reason they won't share it with you before you go to contract, I would walk Uh, out. (laughs) No thanks. Yeah. 
Hey, we have a warranty. Can I see it? That would be a red flag. No. What do you mean it can, I can't see it? Well, you have to sign a contract first. Ooh. Oh. Or our warranty's in our contract, and it's four sentences long. Right? Okay. Um, no. Not, not great. Not okay. <laughs> Horrible. I meant, okay, uh, no. Yeah. Thanks anyway. Yeah. See ya. Be like, because again, so very expensive product. Right. People that are buying these are trusting the builder that the builder knows what they're doing because they don't understand all of the different mm -hmm. uh, trades and systems that go into the house. So you're basically going, I'm trusting that, that this company is going to do it right. right. And, the, and the, the warranty guide is going to tell you what right is. Right. It's going to tell you. <laughs> Correct. And, yeah. It's going to tell you how, to, how things get fixed, when they get fixed, and if they get fixed. Right. And really, I, I liked what we, when we were discussing this earlier, before we started recording, um, Scott mentioned what uh, changes you can make to your house without voiding your warranty contract. Which right. Which I thought was huge. Yeah, so people don't even realize, like, okay, let's say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add a sunroom on the back of my house, and I'm going to add all this electricity. Okay. And I'm, so I'm going to create a new circuit, and it's going to run back to my electric panel, and I'm going to hire an electrician to do that. And what you probably just did, if that's in the first two years, what you did with Soterra is you just voided your electric warranty. So if you want to do that, then you either need to call to Tara and say, hey, I'm going to add a sunroom. I'm going to add uh, a new 20 amp circuit to my breaker box and I'm going to add all this stuff. And they're going to say, if you want to keep your warranty, you're going to use this electrician um, because you want to keep your warranty. And right. so most people, if, if you weren't told that, you're just going to add the sunroom and then you have a problem somewhere else in the house. We're going to come and look at the box and go, well, we didn't put that in. Right. And then you're going to be upset because you didn't know. Right. Well, that is why you need to read your warranty. Read your warranty before you sign a contract because mm -hmm. that's the long term relationship. No builder is going to build a perfect house. So it's not just how perfect is my house going to be built, but it's going to be how is that company going to stand behind what it does? And if they can't give you a lot of specific detail on what they'll stand behind and what that means, what that warranty means, then don't be surprised if you yeah. have problems later. Yeah. No building. No. Like we said in another podcast, no right. building. No building. Yeah. Okay. So I, that was a lot home package. Right. And, and that's how a lot of people are buying it. We don't want you to be scared. We want you to be educated because yes. a little bit of education allows you to confidently walk into a builder's model home and walk out with a house that is yours. You right. know, what we love about what I love about Statera is that these spaces are unique for the people and that it allows them to live the life that they want to live. And it's a space that is designed specifically for them, specifically for their lives. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting. Yeah, and but we want more people to experience right. it. But we, as we, we, exactly. We want people to experience that, and we don't want fear to be the reason why they don't. Right. You know, fear is not the only reason why people don't build new, but I think it's a big reason because it's expensive yeah. and scary. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you have more questions, maybe we didn't cover something, uh, or it led to another question, just comment on our Instagram or Facebook. Right. Or message us if you'd like. Yeah, we're always looking for different things that we can cover in the podcast that are what you want to hear about uh, this process. Yeah. So. And this will be up on our Facebook page. So you yep. can look for it. So, so this is the You Want to Build a House podcast. Nice. I'm Scott Daly. I'm Jackie Kowaleski. Have a great day.
So You Want to Build a House is brought to you by Statera Homes. Statera Homes is a craft home builder in Southern Delaware. This builder finds value in working with you to build a home that is the perfect fit for your lifestyle. Statera truly sets themselves apart from other builders in the area. To find out more, visit their website, www.staterahomes.com. That's S-T-A-T-E-R-A-H-O-M-E-S.com. Or call their model home at area code 302-329-8881. That's 302-329-8881. Music from this podcast was by the band Defining Parallel from their recent single, Painted Lives. Thank you for listening to So You Want to Build a House. To stay updated on the most recent episodes, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you found it to begin with, or check out Statera Homes' website, which is again, www.staterahomes.com. Thank you very much.